Flying Bull Productions presents Laugh, Literature, and Film. Welcome to the special edition of Laugh, Laugh Goes to the Oscars. The review du jour is Ridley Scott's sci-fi drama, The Martian. Matt Damon has been nominated as Best Actor for his role as Mark Watney, an astronaut stranded on Mars after accidentally being assumed dead. The rest of the film's cast is a who's who of Hollywood elite, featuring Jessica Chastain, Kate Mara, and Michael Pena as the astronauts racing to save Mark, and Jeff Daniels, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Sean Bean, and Kristen Wiig, comprising the NASA staff coordinating the rescue. This box office juggernaut has a legitimate chance to collect a lot of Oscar gold. The film has been a smash hit with audiences and critics alike. So it is no surprise the film has garnered seven Academy Award nominations, including adapted screenplay, production design, and visual effects. Join Laugh as they strap in for an intergalactic voyage to the fourth planet to review The Martian. Welcome to episode 128. Today we're talking about The Martian. Again. Yeah, uh, we previously talked about this back in the fall when the film came out, but since it's up for Best Picture, we're talking about it again. Uh, the voice you're hearing across from me is Richard Lusk, and I, of Howdy. course, am Ryan Bull. So uh, let's jump into it. You were moderately big on this film when it came out. You weren't over not, the moon like I was. Not like you. You to were To use excited. a space metaphor. Yeah, you were, you were jumping out of your uh, rocket booster <laughs> for this movie. I was surprised at how long it was and how quickly it went by. Yeah, it was uh, two and a half hours. I didn't really notice people fidgeting. I did notice some of the older people in the crowd going to have to use the bathroom after two hours, but that's to be expected. Right. Your your bladder can tell time, right. even when your mind is being occupied. Uh, there were things about the movie I didn't enjoy as much as you. You seemed to, because you read the book, you had more insight into some of the nuances of character, and you can... You felt you were able to fill in the backstory mm-hmm. of uh, some of the bigger plot points that, or maybe more nuanced plot points that I, I really didn't have access to. And uh, I'm not saying that that diminished my enjoyment of the film any. I just think it gave me a different experience. Have you gone back and rewatched this film? I saw it bits and pieces of it with my fiance and her father. Her father was involved in NASA research uh, into interplanetary travel and he worked with a space shuttle in the uh 80s through the 80s and uh early 90s and then um he was inter- I thought he'd be interested in it because you kept telling me how technically accurate the film mm-hmm. or the book was and the I, the film proved to be so we gave him the book for christmas he hadn't seen the movie yet and then he went and saw the movie with us on uh i guess it was on in demand or itunes or something we mm-hmm. watched it together and he really enjoyed it he liked like you the fact that it was technically accurate and for the most part and um science based i think that was the big appeal for you right uh yeah and in a lot of ways i liked that the science all worked and you were still able to tell an interesting movie so often in hollywood they make these 
films based somewhat on science that just have huge plot holes. They're just stupid. Uh, one of my favorite bad science movies is The Core, where we have to drill down into the Earth's center. And they're not really drilling, apparently. They're blasting the Earth out of the way with some sort of ray gun thing. It disappears. Yeah, it just disappears. Like and, the poo in Greed. <laughs> yeah, like the poo in Greed. So, you know, films like that, your Armageddons and stuff like that, are just, they're gloriously bad science films it makes you feel like oh well science can't be interesting nasa can't be interesting and i know that's not true you've got movies like apollo 13 gravity to more or less you know of an effect so i I do like to see science getting its due and still having interesting films uh the book i do think went more in depth and i guess i was wondering if on subsequent viewings you were picking up smaller little bits because there are lots of quick little bits of dialogue to fill in the gaps no, because uh, I haven't watched it all the way straight through. I think I, I just it's not anything I want to re-approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that in the the marketing leading up to Interstellar, a lot of it was the fact that it was science based, and I think they had Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about the movie in advance of its release. That was the Christopher Nolan's Interstellar from a year before. Mm-hmm. This movie had all that, but it didn't seem to market it that way it seemed to market more of the um the the human aspect of it and the likability of matt damon so if i were to watch it again i think i would be watching it more for entertainment than to try to pick out the technical nuance it just doesn't i mean you know i don't have really a scientific mind anyway so it's that kind of stuff doesn't interest me kind of glaze over i wonder with this film how well it's going to hold up in 20 or 30 years because i think when, when we, we go back are on mars yeah and, and when one of the hardest things movies have is to depict technology of the future how to imagine it you know, go back and watch alien where they have these huge computer screens with 500 buttons you know and everybody right. does something and that's not the way technology progressed now it's all touch screen voice commands stuff like that right does the technology in this film still feel like it works in 20 years you know, does it seem to be an accurate depiction? They avoided AI yeah. in this movie, which seems to be, I mean, it was glaring in its absence because that's what all the talk is about now. If you think about science and where we're headed in that window in terms of the singularity. So this this movie just sort of ignores the idea that there would have been artificial intelligence helping him along the way and helping figure out, solve these problems. So in that sense, again, it's a very human story, very um, based on real things, real events. Like the, you could see, I could see some people thinking that this is like a documentary. (laughs) It seemed that real. Oh yeah. I mean, unlike Terminator, where it's it's obviously (laughs) fake and this doesn't look at all fake. So I don't know. I'm not very good at, prognosticating for the future in terms of uh making uh predictions do you think it, this wins any oscars uh i think it could win some of the technical stuff uh visual effects i mean what they did was pretty amazing this movie got moved up two months in advance uh they got out of the way of the star wars juggernaut they also had to move around some stuff for its, their production schedules but when you at the very end, I think it was in the middle of summer, they moved this up two months to an October release. When you tell that to a visual effects team and they've already planned out all that time and now they have to get rid of it, that's pretty amazing. The 
shots in this movie are seamless. People should go and seek out the videos that got submitted to the Academy Awards mm -hmm. committee on the visual effects and the level of work that they did. Would Mark Watney have had a better chance? Well, he's saved anyway, so this is sort of a moot question. Spoiler? Yeah, we, we already decided we're going to spoil everything. Yeah, but so, you get away with the spoiler. I get blasted whenever yeah. I spoil something. Would he, if, how do I want to phrase this? I, what, I guess maybe I'm asking, I want to know what, how you would react if you were in this situation. Oh, would I be able to do what Mark Watney not, does like, and carry on? Yeah, just I would in love terms to... of the, the isolation. Not not in terms of the science. I, I'm, we're just assuming that you would have the scientific knowledge that he possesses. Do you think you have the strength? No, of... no, I don't have that type. I mean, these are the best of the best. I mean, they no, go no, no. I'm saying that we're assuming that you do have that. Oh, and I do. Uh, not just the scientific stuff. The scientific I'm, stuff I'm, I'm we're saying, saying the, that you the, have. The personality. Do you have the personality where you could survive for, how long was he up there? Uh, 12 months, 8 months, 16 months? Oh, I think it's longer than that in the book. It's like two years. Or I can't something. remember what the movie sets up, the, but yeah, it, it's at least a couple of like years. That. He's there all alone. Could I do that? Yeah, you could, think you could. Do you think you could? I think I could do the loneliness. I don't think I could keep my nose to the grindstone and keep looking at things positively, even when it looks like I'm going to die time and time again. All right, so that you, I, that I think is the really difficult stuff, and that's what sets astronauts apart from everyone else. All right, so do you think you could do that? I could handle the isolation. I wouldn't be able to handle the work that it requires to have a couple of potatoes. For well, dinner. and then I mean, he carries on at first for better part of like half a year before he even gets in communication with that. Yeah, I think once he once he gets contact with. Some outside, you know, either his, his uh, crew or whatever back mm -hmm. on Earth, I think it becomes a little bit easier for him. Well, right. and, and even just the, the problem solving of this is going to kill me in three years. I'm going to run out of food. Right. But I'll worry about that later. I'm going to take care of the immediate concerns. Right. That's pretty amazing. Okay. Let's say within the 18 months you have a, it's a, it's a sort of a miracle. The movie doesn't play it up as much as it could have been like I, I think that he has a very very slim chance of survival like in reality because all these other factors have to come into play not mm -hmm. only does he have to save himself last for 18 months or you know 24 months or however long it mm -hmm. is there also has to be a rescue mission that goes right coming from earth or yeah. rocketing around earth the way that they do all right so let's say within 24 months you have a 15 percent chance of being rescued would you trade in 10% of that for another person? That is, if you could have another person with you on this planet and you would survive for the 24 months, but you only have now a 5% chance of making it to the end and being rescued, would you trade that in? Would you spend the last... Who's the person? I mean, are well, we talking the... like a Kate Upton? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say your wife. Or my wife. <laughs> Or Kate Upton. No, I mean... If she'll have me. It would be another astronaut. They've already gone through the compatibility uh, tests. and I'm just saying the astronauts in this film look pretty good looking. Do I get Jessica, Jessica Chastain, Chastain or Kate Mara? Either one of those two. Or uh, you, you might wind up with... Uh, Sebastian Shaw. Who's the... Who's Michael the, Penna. Yeah, Michael Penna. The modern day Cheech. I, I would like to think I would give myself the best chance of survival, so I would want to keep that 15. Rather, you than wouldn't trade it in. Oh, you'd want to. Okay, 
Right. Wait, wait. Do I get Kate Upton or not? Uh, you don't know. That... It's going to be one of those. That's a big no. surprise at the end. Do you want what's behind Kurt It's not Kate Upton. It would be or... Kate Mara. Kate Mara. Kate Mara is <laughs> or Jessica cute. Chastain. <laughs> All right. That was a convoluted way of uh, coming would, around Would you that do that? No, I don't think I'd ever choose that. You would want to survive. Yeah. So then you're a hero. You come back to Earth where Kate Upton lives. Is he a hero? Yeah. You think Mark Watney's a hero? I mean, he didn't save anybody else. They spent billions of dollars to go get him back. He only sa- he only really saved himself. Are you heroic if all you do is save your own ass? Yes, 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 really? yes, yes. Okay. If you managed to... Robinson Crusoe wasn't a hero? I don't know. I'm asking you what you think that that makes you heroic. I think I thought hero- heroicism involved doing something for someone else, like saving someone else's You don't life. think what Hugh Glass does in The Revenants, you know, staying alive is pretty yeah. amazing? Well, no, it might be amazing. I don't know if it qualifies as hero. I guess in the classical sense it does. Odysseus, I'll, made, I'll Odysseus say, everybody in Odysseus's crew dies except for him. There's another spoiler for you. I mean, if I had children, I would want them to look at someone who manages to survive and never gives up and hold that person up as a hero. So he's a role model. Is he a hero? Yes, I think that's All right, we're just parsing yeah. words. Yeah, we're just getting into ridiculous arguments about potential heroicism. Uh, one of the things I really liked about this movie, um, there are some great moral debates in this film. You know, I they're wish having they'd done more of those. Yeah, I wish they had more time. Uh, the one that I really liked was when they had to decide whether or not to tell the astronaut crew that Mark is alive um, and let them decide whether or not they want to go get him. They'd be spending another two years in space. If something goes wrong at any point, they're going to die. And they never get in, you know, and they know how those astronauts are going to uh, decide. So they don't even want to give them the choice. They don't want to give them the freedom of deciding their fate because there's kind of this argument. If you already know how they're going to decide, it's not free will anymore. So what were they planning on doing? I can't remember the movie. They planned on just allowing them to just come back to Earth and come back to Earth. And they were going to try and get a a rocket, a different rocket up. Yeah, that would go to Mark and deliver him more food so he could survive until the next Mars mission got to right. him. Right. They weren't going to give them the option of ricocheting around the yeah the, the uh, Star Trek four. Yeah, and, and one of the stole. things that was even left out of the film that's in the book, they those astronauts all decide if something goes wrong, the five of us can't survive. There's not going to be enough food while this ship comes all the way back around, but if four of us kill ourselves... The fifth person will have enough food now to eat. God, then you gotta go that whole way with those corpses. Eating the corpses, even. Four, oh, is that what they, they decided to cannibalize? That part of it would be you Ooh, would still have some protein. William Wilson. And you're like, holy, like, that is pretty bad. Uh, the Kate Mara character, she gets to talk to her father when they get close to Earth. And he's like, I want you to be okay. I want you to come back. You know, I want you to do this. And she's like, don't worry, Dad. I will come back. <laughs> The suggestion you know, is that she's going to be the one to cannibalize all of the... she's the smallest one, so she needs the fewest right. number of calories to right. survive. And he's like, holy crud. And she goes, yeah, don't tell mom. <laughs> so, so there are some great little moments like that, and you're going, oh, yeah, is that I'm what's morally right? But it, it's, uh, it's an interesting discussion. When they, get to the, when they get to Mars, they're like, Mark's like, hey, what? where's everybody else? Pot roast? <laughs> yeah, I got a nice steak for you. Kate Mara, awesome. Uh, where's Jessica? Yeah, where's Jessica? <laughs> so, wow. Hmm. But I mean, there is a lot of morality, and you know, what do you do? And right. I, so I really enjoyed this movie. I think it's going to hold up. 
I think this is a movie that is pointed at when you're looking at the genre of science fiction saying, this is what we should try to be like. And, you know, I also like that a science fiction film is getting nominated for Best Picture. That doesn't happen too often. And I, I guess our previous film that we talked about, Mad Max Fury Road, you could argue that that's even a little science fiction-y. Dystopia. Yeah, science, dystopia and fantasy, yeah. So. You got the gravity. But, yeah. yeah. So, that's The Martian. Uh, next show is going to be The Revenant. Excellent. Which is The Martian, but 100 years ago. Right. <laughs> All right. So, thank you for joining me, L-Train. Thank you. There be dragons. Foxy Bunham, everybody. What do you think of this year's Academy Awards? Let Laugh know your opinion. Email the show at thelaughpodcast at gmail.com, tweet at thelaughpodcast, or send a message on facebook.com backslash thelaughpodcast. We will read the best comments on a future show.